This is Magnum CK, and as long as you're listening to Wrestling Cheers, you will be sports entertained. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you don't board your flight. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on in the Northeast, our independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review episode for AIW's Keep Their Heads Ringing. I am your host. I am Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Trending Topics Network. Midwest Territory, and Key on Sports. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to fine podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Check out us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, a desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at WhatAmaneuver.net. Like I said, we will be reviewing... What were used to be the week after, but now this is like two weeks ago. AIWs keep their heads ringing. That was live from the Odeon. And with me this week, I have Caden. Told you, full time. Full time, but spoiler alert, I haven't told you yet. I will not need you next week, so you you get a week oh, off. Wow. And uh, well, we're just we're, we're almost doing a weird copy and paste thing from last week. We also have Stacy. So now we're doing the show we thought we were doing when we did last week's show. That's what I was thinking about earlier. That holy shit! Like we were, we thought we were talking about this one, but no, we're we were previewing a show. Now we're going to go back and review the show. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get it out of the way. AIW's podcast has already talked about it, but just keep consistency with the show. Ray Phoenix was not at their show, and uh, yeah, that really really fucked up the card. Yeah, man. What's up with that? Uh fucking ray phoenix what a dick yeah so i wasn't as disappointed i, mean, I, I kind of wanted to see him i know Caden, you were you were really wanting to see him i'm owen seven and seeing him in person jesus christ you're about as bad as i was with actually no, you're worse of me and marco and my also track record of trying to meet and get a picture with terry funk technically i did meet him but I showed up so late in that show, literally the only interaction I had with him was, oh, the bathroom's that way. That's it. Yeah, you did miss that show. No, well, most of it. Well, nine, like 95% of it. My dog came to that show. Your dog did come to that show. But I did not get to meet him there. I didn't get to meet him in Philly when I went. I didn't get to meet him at WrestleCon when I went because he couldn't show up for either of those. Hey, I understand his health. That sucks. It's more of a fuck my luck type thing with him. But yeah, that's how, how, how many shows, like, how was it that many? Just, it was WrestleCon a couple years ago. 
Daniel's just been a bunch of oddball shows since then that he's been advertised for, but just wasn't there. Because he got injured before WrestleCon. Oh. He just wasn't at the other shows. The funny thing is, I seen him at the WrestleCon Super Show when I went, but that's when him and Pentagon main evented against the Hardy Boys. Yeah, you saw a real good match. Yeah, I did. Sorry for your luck. Man, I'll say this. I... I'm sure there was somebody in that room that was disappointed that he wasn't there outside of, you know, Thorne. Oh, yeah. They thought the show was maybe better off for it. Yeah, I like the 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 rearranging of the card that was made. Uh, we started off with the first match, which, you know, first we had the fuckets come out. And they basically said that, you know, Phoenix wasn't there. So out comes fucking euthanasia. Yeah, and how good is that? quite a way to start the show. Like, I definitely know there, there there had to be people upset that he wasn't going to be there. I mean, the flyer was originally posted with him and Pentagon, and that was going to be a huge seller for this whole show. And when one of your two pulls out like that, pulls a bitch-ass fucking move, that sucks because there was definitely people that bought their ticket because they were both going to be there. Technically, if you've been an AIW fan for a good five years, you've already met Pentagon. Well, granted, I know there's new fans, so... There's going to be a portion of the fan base. Well, I've already met Pentagon, but fucking Phoenix hasn't been to AIW at all. So to get dicked over like that. It won't be. (laughs) Yeah. It's. Go ahead. No, and I I get that. I I do. I truly do. Big fan of Phoenix and he's not there. I, I get I get that you're unhappy that he's not there. The dude to be unhappy with is Phoenix. Anybody else? Yep. I'll say this. If you walked out of that show and it, man, maybe you don't like wrestling. Like Ray Phoenix, because that show, holy shit. Oof. It was a good-ass show. I think we were talking about in the preview just how stacked it felt. And coming out of it, it, it still felt good. And replacing euthanasia for that, for me, was I, w- I would much rather see that. I've been wanting to see the reformation of euthanasia, even if it's only a couple matches because Josh Prohibition is on his third or fourth or fifth or sixth retirement tour, fine. Let's see it one more time and it go against the fuckets. Yeah, who, why not? Who they were, they had to be looking forward to going up against the Lucha Brothers. But then the only way you can replace them is with two legends like J-Pro and Matt Cross. So as, as much as that sucked, I was so happy that that was the replacement. How did you guys feel? I, uh, dude, they, they couldn't have picked a better replacement. I feel bad for the fuckets because who knows if they'll get a chance to wrestle Lucha Brothers again. Yeah. Uh, which sucks. But man, euthanasia was such a good replacement. And like, that was Caden and I was to be in a perfect replacement. And what that's so that's the second time you and I have got to see euthanasia in a year. Yeah, actually. Yeah, that's I. That's so good. I was so happy. That's and the match was really fucking good too. To open the show, especially, it was fantastic. And can we take a moment to talk about the crowd? Because the fucking crowd was on fire for this show. Crowd is ready to go. Do we want to connect the dots? No. Uh, oh man, those dots are easily connected. The first show in a while that you could go and purchase alcohol without leaving the premises. And the crowd was just flat out on point. Like, there was so much that I loved about this show. Not even like, I'm not a big alcohol drinker at AIW shows, but there, that was one thing. And 
to have a show like this with that was had no like overhead lights, like fluorescent light shit. Like we actually had just a lighting rig and spotlights, like stuff like that to where it really it felt more like a wrestling show than most AIW shows of just all just a bigger wrestling show, I should say. And that's one thing I really loved. And I come from more of a school of usually liking, like, you know, DIY and, and Raw, just a, a gym with the house lights on. I, I dig that a lot. However, man, it felt real special mm-hmm. at the Odeon. Like, it felt that it made the show feel like a bigger deal. And, like, it had a really stacked card. Show felt special in the same way. And it might just be that it looks so different usually looks like what used to just a gym like we had for how many years right so and and like jersey felt really special too that felt like a big show yeah and so did this this felt more like jersey did like if you didn't get to go to new jersey you missed out you oh you really missed out but this show was a a nice hey you didn't get to go well this is sort of what it felt like this is the closest you're gonna get yeah, the setup with the stage and the way the ramp was at this show was great. Uh, it, was, it was good. I think sometimes like the lighting, because they were using like the lighting rig from the venue, the lighting was a little harsh on the ring, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But of all the places that AIW has been post Mount Carmel was the best experience. And it didn't. And it didn't smell bad inside. It smelled good inside. <laughs> oh, that's sad, but true. Very true. Just the smell. But rest in peace, that other building. Like I'm, I'm looking at a picture right now of the ring, and I just, just a random thought that I had for, and I'm gonna direct this towards Caden. How far has the AIW ring canvas gone from Turner's Hall? From just entirely made of duct tape to what it is now which they had for the longest time and then i remember when we came in and we got the first new canvas which i think now is like the the deathmatch canvas um or the original duct tape canvas the deathmatch canvas I th- well i think they have multiple deathmatch canvases yeah because i mean granted the duct tape one was horrible it but, was garbage <laughs> but when we came in which i think it was after steen came in because Steen brought in a lot of ticket sales. They were able to buy this first new canvas in a long time. Oh, quite a long time. And we were just like, oh, shit. Look at oh, this. Professional now. And now we're at, like the, the pretty canvas with AIW on it. Like, the logo painted on there and everything. It's come a long way from that shitty ass canvas. Even the set. Yeah. Back when it was just a little like. Y'all brick gimmick with the <laughs> curtains to what it is now. That facade spray painted twice. Was it twice? I thought he did twice. Yeah, I think it was just once. I'll tell you what, man, with the with the painted canvas, new turnbuckle pads, mm-hmm. which are fantastic. That's another thing. Uh man, those old turnbuckle pads were rough. <laughs> yep. Uh and then like the <coughs> And being able to just like use the the fog machine and stuff with it, some it just it looked really everything looked really pro. Like it looked like a touring brand, you know. Like it didn't it didn't look that much different than what like NXT does when it comes through. I mean, Sans like the 
big drum. whatever that they use. Yeah. yeah. It's nice having the smoke machine back after a decent length break. Yeah, I thought everything just looked, it looked real, really, really, like... Professional. Professional, yeah. And that's not saying we just, like, set up didn't look professional before, but... No, I mean, I, the first thing I said, I love, like, a gritty DIY look to mm-hmm. to a show. But if you do, like, a, what looks, like, super professional really well... If it looks like you're putting effort into it. Yeah, if it's not half-assed, which this is not... Like, it made AIW look like a big deal. The set for AIW has progressed so well. I even remember the very short-lived, we're going to get really theatrical, and they had, the, I think it was Hell on Earth one year, where the, they made it look a little more demonic. And like that, I remember this. Yeah, it didn't last very long, but it's been a really crazy progression. Of, it lasted for glittery for that show. Yeah. <laughs> uh but it's it's crazy. I mean, before we actually had an official ramp and that nice of an entranceway, which was a obviously a homage to the old raw set, that it was just this brick entranceway that wasn't. I mean, it wasn't even brick, but it had the look of that. And it's yeah, it looked like the old ECW entrance. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the fuckets won via the pounce. It was a pretty good one too. This match did a great job of like setting the tone for the show. Yeah, it was really- for this being the weapons show, there was zero weapons involved in this. It was just a f- fun match. Next up, we had Tim Donst versus Dominic Guarini. This was a, as far as I remember of it, this was a fun one. I I love this more. Uh, how would I put it? A little bit more intense dance where he he's it's not going into a storyline sense of like uh, I got I'm chasing the title I'm doing this but he's just beating the shit out of people. No complaints. So and Greeny too. Fucking this match was so much fun. What did you guys think about it? Start with uh, Stacy. Uh dude, it delivered exactly how I thought it would. It was it was uh it, I I dug everything about it. Any excuse I have to yell Tim fucking dance Tim fucking dance until I can't speak anymore I'm good on. How about you, Caden? This was slightly more different than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be just straight wrestling. It was a little bit more of a brawl than wrestling, which is cool with me. Um, Hoping there's some more matches between these two in the future. If not, whatever. I would be happy to see it happen again at J-Lit. Yeah, I would would figure Donst has to be announced. I'm not announced. I mean, he's going to be announced. Because I think Donce has been in every year except for the whole cancer year. So that was like 2015. But other than that, I think he's been in every single year. Caden, do you, can you agree, disagree? Believe you're correct. Okay. If you want me to fact check this, give me away two minutes. If that much. <laughs> I, that's my take on it. So I, I would figure he's going to be in Jaylet and I think Dom has already been announced in Jaylet. So that would be a fun one. If not a first round match, a second round match. That but, wouldn't be one on one. It'd be the four away. Second round now. Oh yeah, second round's now four away. I forgot about that. They changed the format a couple years back. That's right. Still second round. That could lead into another a third match. Just set anything absolution. off. Oh, absolution. Who knows when that's going to be? Well, so far they've announced sixteen of the twenty-four. Yeah, and the lineup's not not bad. I like it. 
Normally 24. Gonst is already announced. All right. He's already announced. Gonst and Dom are both already announced. These announcements come so fast. Another shit that I. Yep, you're right. I mean, obviously, right. Ooh, fun fact. They were back to back. Five and. Or no, not five and six. Where did six go? Six is Bishop. Okay. So I'm looking on Facebook, and sometimes I. I mean, I'll post them in order, but Facebook will put them in a random order. But they did put Bishop and Don side by side. We'll get more, obviously, more into that here next month, but. Once we know more about it. Only thing I was told is. Whoever entrant number 23 is, is somebody I'm going to be really excited for. That's all I was told. Can confirm. So. The only thing I was told is that there's a possibility of a uh, old Ring of Honor. Um, that's all I've heard. I wonder if there's a connect. Wait a minute. <laughs> I just figured it out. So, yeah. I'm excited if that's true. Let's move on. <laughs> Well, congratulations on your sleuthing, buddy. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't expect anybody to know. Well, Caden was just like, oh, I could confirm. And I'm like, oh, well, whatever. Like, he didn't even have to tell me. But then you said Ring of Honor. And I was like, who would I be excited about Ring of Honor? Steens and WWE? Oh, wait a minute. And I'll just leave it at that. If that's But if it's true, I'll go nuts. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a name for you. I just. So, let's. Uh, like I said, let's move on. And uh, Tim Downs won via rest stoppage so a reason for the feud to continue for sure next up we have a i don't want to say impromptu but unannounced or was this unannounced now i'm i'm blanking i think it was unannounced or was it what was it huh what was it yeah four way uh yeah, it was un- or no this was announced okay lewis linden versus Danhausen versus ktb versus which actually yeah, this is where it was it's supposed to be m dog that was announced, yeah. but obviously M Dog was already in a match, and then we got the debut of uh, CPA. Yeah, we which did. was a nice little surprise. Who, well, on next week's episode makes his return to AW. So, however, uh, I love I love moments like this, and I hate him at the same time. Only because while trying to live tweet, I have to try to figure out what some dudes. Twitter handle is that I don't know offhand. It might not be. Sometimes following. I will know them. And I, you don't you think you knew this. As soon as you tweeted, I'm like, I knew that. And his Twitter handle was so easy. CPA it, wrestles. It was. Like, mother. It just, I'm not extremely familiar with him. This is what I've, I've said goes through, at least with my mind and probably yours too. We've been tweeting wrestlers and doing these results for a long time. More me than you, but you were still always, like, tweeting stuff with wrestlers. So, how many wrestlers have we gone through that, like, were only here a little bit or only wrestled a little bit or changed their Twitter handle? And when you threw this throw this curveball in, here's someone who's never debuted in this area and go. And so many wrestlers... Unannounced. So many wrestlers don't have an easily searchable Twitter handle or, which isn't their fault, sometimes I'll type it in and it won't show up. Like, literally at Beer Bash, I typed in at CPA Wrestles. And my Twitter was like, I don't know who that is. And I'm like, bullshit. I even double checked. Twitter doesn't work. I, I double checked. I'm like, yep, there it is. It's at CPA Wrestles. Why the f- <laughs> Like, you're making this harder than it has to be. But anyway, we have this match. And another another fun one. I love the evolution of Dan Housen. Like, okay, I don't know if I've, I've talked about this on here or not. There's an episode that's going to be released 
in between this recording and this episode, so I can't remember. Basically, Danhausen replaced a dude in AIW, replaced him in a faction. And because that guy just kind of fell off the face of the earth. But I don't he, know who you're talking about. <laughs> Colby Red. Who? Yes, uh, very much like that. But Danhausen replaced him. So Danhausen wasn't originally part of AIW like that. But they needed to replace somebody. He was the perfect fit. And now he's, I don't say one of the top people in AIW, but I think he's up there with one of the most popular, like, of the past year or so. Uh, Danhausen's, like, top indie wrestlers right now. Like, 100%. What he's doing in vignettes on is better than 99% of people doing that on Twitter right he now. He puts effort into mm-hmm. what he's doing. There's subtle... most people don't. Yeah, man, and there's subtle references if you're into, like, house shit and, like, horror movies and different shit. Like, there's little cultural references in it that are fucking awesome, too, that if, you, if you're not a fan of that stuff, you don't notice it, and it doesn't hurt the material at all. But if you are a fan of it and you notice it, it's like an added bonus of like, oh, fuck, I know where that's from. That's cool. Yeah, that's right down your alley. Yeah, man, absolutely. Tweeted that picture of him with the fucking goat from Goldhorn. (laughs) And it's so good. It fits so well. I've even said before, too, like his merchandise right now. Even so good. Even the very simple thing of the maths. Like who else does something like that? Exactly. It's a, a genuinely handmade product. Doesn't cost him a lot of money. Selling it for a decent price. And even he threw out the, like I've said before, like, oh, I'm going to do, uh, he wanted to do customs. I was like, I want, basically because of him, I was like, I want the They Live paint. Like, do it. He charged me a little extra because I guess it is harder to paint compared to the, his regular face yeah. paint, but worth it. Like, they're both yeah hanging here in my office. I, I think they're amazing. Yeah, man. And they like, so, like, he, he did those masks, which are fucking genius. It's the coolest merch I've seen on anybody's gimmick table in a long time. Uh, he just did those pins. I did the pre-order on one of those pins. It's fantastic. Looks fucking great. Mm-hmm. Super high quality. Uh, it's got like the zone, like vortex thing behind his head. Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, man, I can't say enough good things about the shit he's doing. Even like little things like the production will put out stuff with like a different logo on it. Like they copped the King Diamond logo not long ago mm-hmm. uh, for some stuff like I, just little shit like that. Like the production and specifically Dan Howes and man are so good right now. Anything more to add to that, Caden? KTB. He, he's <laughs> also very good. Man, he's from the woods. Yes. Also going to be in JLIT. That's as of this recording, the most recent JLIT announcement. Doing the horns thing. Speaking of the yeah, horns thing. <laughs> if we're, if we're, if we're going to talk about people who have good merch, those foam hand KTB things are good too. Yeah. Do you know anybody that has one? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like, but I'm sad it didn't catch on when the fuckets were selling the inflatable middle fingers. I remember that. For some reason, that didn't last. And I bought two of them only because my first one popped. Because I think I'd sat on it. Good job. Yeah. Or no, I overinflated it and caused, caused a little leak. And it was like the first night and I was really sad. Or the second night, I can't remember. And a fuck it's with foam middle fingers would be real good. Yeah, if they were to go the foam route, 
I mean, we're in a weird age, and I've mentioned this, I think, past, like, year or so, how, like, innovative a lot of merch is. It's no longer just the the 8x10s and the t-shirts. I said a long time ago that somebody needs to bring back the Carnival Coke mirrors. You two have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? I think I know what you're talking about, but I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Like, in the time of my youth, <laughs> you would go to the fucking carnival mm-hmm. and then it come to town or your local street fair. And there would be the stupid fucking game where you throw the darts at the balloons, right? Yeah. Sure. There were like, you want a prize from this tier that are like shitty little stuffed animals, right? Were a young man or if you were a fan of uh, numerous bands, uh, they had these little glass mirrors mm-hmm. with like a game around them that originally when I was real young, they would be like screen printed. Like, oh, yeah. you know, okay. Metallica or Slayer or whatever on them. I think it might have switched to being like a sticker on them, uh, like towards the end. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. And they couldn't have been expensive to make, and they're really cool. Or, I mean, the intention wasn't for them to be Coke mirrors, but they that's, I mean, thats they were Coke mirrors. I think after that, they transitioned into... Which something that I have, which it's, it's very, or that are just very similar. You had it to where it's the, okay, you'd call it a Coke mirror or whatever. You'd have a picture behind it and then a paper frame, like a, go on a paper cardboard frame, thin cardboard. Oh, like frame. A, just like a clear piece of glass in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. That might be what I transitioned to. I think you're right. But originally they had like a, like a screen print. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, to use the mirror, you just flip it. Yeah. Cause I have one of the, what I was describing here in my office, I have a cane pitcher from like, God, this has to be like 99, maybe 2000. Yeah. Somebody could bring those back. Those would be cool. But like I was saying, now we're like, especially, especially now, everybody's getting into much different game of like, all right, I'm going to sell this. I'm going to sell this. And Dan, like that with Dan House. Now foam fingers must be easier to make than ever. Or just with the internet and everything, it's easily accessible to have shit like that made. The fuck it's. Dude, that would be amazing. And you I, know, like, one of the standard shapes for the company that makes foam fingers has to be a middle finger. I would hope so, but... You would hope. How, how many foam middle fingers has there been? The only one I'm thinking of is the Austin one. Yeah. I can't think of any other right. ones. Uh, well, I don't even... Of the inflatable. Would go about ordering foam fingers. To Google. Oh, I would figure some print shop. I mean, you can get anything made. At a lot of these print shops, and that would make a lot of sense. Whether they would get them in blank, or whether maybe there's a way to customize shit. There has to be a way to obviously. Oh yeah, shapes. no, it's right. I mean, you just gotta Google it. Oh yeah, custom foam fingers. They're right here. Oh, yep, right there's one. <laughs> uh, fifty fifty middle fingers uh, would be two hundred and ten dollars. So I feel like there's a profit to be turned on some foam fingers, depending how much it costs to screen print. Yeah. That right there is four twenty per finger. Oh, those were printed, man. Those oh, printed. printed. Oh, f- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck it's need to get on this shit. Um. Anyway, speaking of KTB, he won via the line salt. As you do when you're from the woods. It's like win matches. Yeah. All right. This next match is where it's going to get really fun, really complicated. Uh, we started off with Trey Lamar, AJ Gray, and PP Smooth coming out. Cutting. How good is this? Oh, yeah. Cutting about They're a- real angry. Shut the it's fuck cool. up. These guys are... <laughs> it's so great to see purpose. Like, no consequences 
started off really great and then maybe the past year, year and a half, has kind of trailed off. Yeah, they were revitalized a little bit going against J-Pro and all that, but when it was done, you know, Bishop went on his own way, Trey and Chase went on their own way, and AJ went on his own way. Trey and Chase are the ones that still had their thing going for them. But they were on, like I'm saying, like they were on their own, like everybody went in their own direction and one we haven't seen in AIW since, which fine, wish him the best. But what the fuck were we going to do with them? And even AJ, it seemed like he had he didn't have a purpose anymore in AIW. And Trey he disappeared for a little bit. Trey having Chase get injured and now PB needing a little bit more of a purpose. Throw them together, have them pissed off. The new group's called Forty Acres. I don't, I don't got much else to say. I love these three together, and they issued a dope challenge. What more can you say about? 40 acres, Caden. Two big dudes and a flippy dude. Sign me up. And one of the big dudes can do flippy shit. I bingo. Sign me up again. Man, I I I like it a lot. A lot. I like Angry PB. The the way Trey is handling himself in this group. It's good. It's just all good. It's 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 really it's really fucking good. So after they cut about a I think it was close to a 10-minute promo. I might have it all on video. Uh, each one talking. They issued an open challenge. And out came Hornswoggle and the Young Studs. So this yeah. this led into a very fun six-man tag match. Weapons. And weapons. First things first. Because we forgot to mention that he was in attendance. So just to add to this night of all, the, all these matches we've talked about so far, the Buzz crowd, and I mean both forms of the excitement and the alcohol. Out comes Mrs. Dad, George Mizanin, did a run-in chopping tray, which I think even before the show, it was known that Mrs. Dad was there. A lot of people were getting pictures and all this, and he ended up like having a seat. And uh, Hornswoggle, while Trey was tied up in the ropes, called his... Mrs. Dad over. Gave him a couple chops. His best kobashi on Trey. It was a fun spot for the people who dug it. I I didn't care about it either way. It was cool. I mean, to me, like, I saw a bunch of people getting pictures with Mrs. Dad and stuff, and I get that he's on WWE TV, but... It was neat. He's just a dude from Cleveland that owns Mr. Hero. I don't... I, I don't know. It was neat. Yeah, but, I mean, I get I get the appeal of the whole thing, and it was a it was a cool spot. I mean, fuck him being on WWE TV, him being on the Ms. and Mrs. reality show. That's what's really important. Yeah, he's not even like the sixth funniest person on that show. And I don't know if there's six people on that show. Wow. That's mean. She's kind of buried in the show. I mean, if Marisa's mom was there, I'd get a picture with her, too. I would get a picture with her mom. I just don't. Whatever. And Mrs. Dad's cool. He's a wrestling fan. He's a wrestling dad. Stay around. It's a cool spot. And of course, this wasn't the only thing. We had a repeat of last year. Yeah, we did. <laughs> With a bonus this time. Which bonus? If I'm correct, because it wasn't New Jack's theme playing. It was actually Keep Their Heads Ringing. Uh, was well, it? It was New Jack's theme. Was it New Jack's theme? Okay. Yeah. I was more concentrated on Outcomes, Weird World. Because this is what I was even thinking coming into the show. One of the biggest moments from last year's rap show was Weird World. And these motherfuckers weren't even on the card. I was like, what the fuck? So here we get a repeat of last year, but it's a six-man tag match, so they need some backup. It's fucking Kaplan. 
Yeah, it is. The look, this is another one. The look on thrift store jobber's face when it happened. He went fucking nuts. And oh, this match got even so much better. What, what did you think about it, uh, Stacey? Uh, dude, it was the best. It, it was it was so, so, so good. I'm happy anytime Kaplan shows up. You know what I noticed was, sure, you guys noticed it too, that there were like new faces there, like people that I hadn't. Yeah, I caught that. There was plenty of new faces. And so some of them may not know who Kaplan is, but like the excitement that Kaplan caused radiated through everyone there like my friend trevor's girlfriend had never been to a wrestling show before that was her first wrestling show and like she got excited for kaplan she didn't know who the fuck he was it was, it was really good he's a legend first first of two wrestling shows in eight days kaplan proceeds to get smashed in the face with a chair he he fucking delivered i i'm happy we've gotten kaplan twice in a short amount of time and i hope he's able to be in more matches he doesn't have to be a highlight of AIW, but... Even if it's not, like, a full-time thing, if he just pops up, like, every couple of shows to do something. That's perfect. Throw him in a scramble or something, have him larry at a couple people. Surprise Kaplan is the best Kaplan. Don't don't tell me he's going to be there. No. Let let it be a surprise. Yep. What's, Makes it even better. <laughs> what sucks is I had the first two... The, well, this one and the last one ruined because I seen him arrive with his bag. This one was harder to... Nazi, because there's only one entrance. Yeah. So if you showed up early enough, you saw people walk in. I was like, oh, Kaplan has a bag, so he's wrestling. That building has more than one entrance. I just don't think anybody was using it. Yeah. You would still, I mean, it's still on that side of the building. So you would see it. It's just further down. Yeah. But so good. And also, how fitting is it, Kaplan at a bar show? I mean, it, it makes sense. I was just, man, the amount of happy I was when the music hit and I was like, like I turned to Pam and I was like, man, there better be a shopping cart. Oh, yep. There's a shopping cart. So good. So good. That was for me. It was better than anything Phoenix could have done on the stupid show. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like in wrestling, though. I like crazy shit. You like mini explosion bats. I do. Those are great. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot. How much of the stuff that was used in this match was you're doing, but whatever Um, was, congratulations. Yeah, good job. (laughs) Well, let's... Popper gimmicks were all his. Speaking of which, 40 Acres won after a chokeslam into a carpet strip kiddie pole. Real gross. I think, not only only do we have that, we actually have on our Twitter the, uh, how it happened. I have the, I know I have the last, like, 26 seconds of the match before the pin. And it's, it's... Fucking nuts. Oh, Robert Beverly likes taking carpet strips yeah. every year. Bobby Beverly and Eric Ryan, just the sh- crazy shit that they fucking do. It's not even Eric anymore. It's Bev makes it a point every rap show to take carpet strips if there That's is awesome. something nearby. It's great. Those two, those two, I feel like, are somehow underappreciated in AIW. <sighs> Very much so. But they're not the best technical wrestlers. They're not the best high flyers. No, but every they're match they're fun. They're in is good. They even For pulled matches out of one those. reason or another. <laughs> Someone's gonna disagree with that, obviously. But sure, yeah. um, disagreements, all right. All right, I, th- I think at this point we went to intermission, so we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Mm-hmm. 
This is Ben. And this is Zach. We are uh, the host of Center Stage Podcast, uh, a podcast that I think you should listen to. It's fun. It's full of wrestling and movie talk and pop culture and us weirdos just going off about all of it. We go off the rails so often that this advertisement is about to go off the rails. We probably should have sat down and scripted it. I mean, scripting is for is for people that, you know, care about what it sounds like and if they sound like rational human beings. We're not those people. That's right. We could die tomorrow, but we're not that lucky. No, we are not. All right, so um, we are on iTunes, we are on Spotify, we're on Spreaker, we're on Google Play. So give us a listen. Um, continue to listen to Wrestling Cheers. Wrestling Cheers is fantastic, and Justin is a great dude. But when you're done with that, when you want to fill the void in your life without you know the sadness that takes over your mind, heart, and soul, listen to Center Stage. Because we'll add to it. Yes, we will. We're, we're horrible human beings. But we love you. Love you long time. All right. I know that wasn't a commercial for Blue Chew or anything, but hey, it was a commercial. Anyway, let's get back to Keep Their Heads Ringing. And we have uh, everybody's favorite tag team, and that's none other than Two Infinity and Beyond versus everybody's actual favorite tag team, PME, for the AIW Tag Team Championships. Um, just <laughs> LOL. Two Infinity and Beyond wins. Wasn't a bad match at all. It was no. real good. Yeah, man, I like so I get that everybody hates to infinity and beyond being champs, right? Yes, I that means they're going to stay champs. I I get that everyone loves PME. So do I. They're not allowed to win the belt. This match was so fucking good for uh, just as a tag team match. The good shit that makes a tag team match good play in this match. There was a moment where like there were a couple of like close falls in the late second half of this match like as far as pacing through it and there was a point where it looked like it was the win and Cheech Marino off uh Delaney posts the three count so good good just so many little things about this match like on this show should get more rewatches than it probably will because of other things that happen on this show. But this is one of the things that's just kind of there on this show. But don't skip over it. It's insanely good. This match is as far as tag team wrestling goes and just really good tag team wrestling. If you like tag team wrestling, watch this match. This is your is, type of tag match. It is a great example of just like good tag team wrestling. Like not two guys together in teams that are just working together, but like two real tag teams. Two tag teams that are good at tag team wrestling. Yes, this match was fucking great. And all four of these guys should be real fucking proud of this match. Isn't it a weird kind of irony that both of these teams at one point were just makeshift tag teams? I mean, PME kind of has been together for most of their shit, right? I think it, don't quote me, they obviously didn't start together. It was a trainer who ended up putting them together, but the, the original intentions wasn't. Uh, tag team. They just talked about it on a Patreon exclusive for AIW. Which um, I do not have. I think that sounds r- remotely correct, yeah. Yeah. And then obviously They've been together for a very long time. Though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially because their career is much is much shorter than the other tag team, but yeah, they've You've been together as a tag team for a long time. Mm-hmm. But like I said, to Infinity Beyond was a, a makeshift tag team at one point, and they're, they're a tag team that, in all honesty... Th- they should be tag teaming together more elsewhere. They're a fun tag team. 
whether you like them or hate them. And I think there's this thing with AIW where they're great to hate. And whoever beats them for the titles, it's going to be a big moment, whether it's PME or somebody else. Like, it's going to be fucking huge. And I think the... If it's not PME, I don't know who else it could really be. There's one other team I would like it to be, but it wouldn't make any sense. So I don't think it'll be that. But I mean, it's it's kind of a perfect situation where, like, people pay because they want to see Colin and Cheech lose. People pay because they want to see. I I get why it's a thing. And it's good. It's Mm -hmm. really good. I don't know who else it could be. Production. That was the team I was alluding to, but I don't I don't think it would make as much sense. But I think there are aspects of the tag team division that are coming together. Like production as a team, like all three of them, it's getting better. You have PME, who's been the one of the hottest rising tag teams in AIW. We now have 40 Acres, who necessarily haven't been an a actual tag team, like just two people, but fuck, they could challenge for the titles at any point. And we still have a bunch of other tag teams, you know, Weird World and everything. Yeah. Well, thing is, is in in a great W. But yeah, these two just had a great fucking match. Like they're both in the Biggins Cup. I hope I was, that ends up being a thing during it. I was just about to mention that because we have a tag team tournament coming up with three teams announced in the first the f- official debut in AIW of the Rip City Shooters. Granted, we we have Wes Barkley and Joshua Bishop together, but. They've been together a couple of months, but they haven't actually teamed together properly on a show yet. And they haven't had that name put on them. So we are going to have the Rip City Shooters together. Uh, but anyway, going with, oddly enough, the other two tag teams that we have announced at this point are the, the two teams in this match. And it sounds like, I don't know if they're going to pull an Elgin, but they're going to at least try to make sure nobody gets that title shot. So I don't know how that's going to work in the tournament. Like I said, whether they're going to elgin it and say, well, you know, we're going to put our titles up in every match. So they, there's no number one title shot at the end, or do they hold end up? If, if what happened, do they hold both? That remains to be seen. Put the titles up, lose first round. <laughs> no, oh, that'd be so handsome. man. And then somebody else got to defend them <laughs> in the next round. Oh, that'd be a, that, that one, like PWG tech tournament. DDT. Sure, I don't, I don't follow PWG yeah, enough. They haven't done that in years, but... The year that I was thinking when the Monster Mafia won. Held, held the titles lost. for a round, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, LOL, like I said, to Infinity Beyond wins, and they retain via Air Raid Crash slash Vertebraker combo. They have to have a name for that, too. To Infinity and Beyond? Maybe. I don't know. I know their double stack stunner thing is the Lincoln Log. Creative. Simple but creative. Uh, next up, <laughs> we have the match that everybody was talking about. Oh, Lord. Matthew Justice versus Joshua Bishop. Versus Death. <laughs> for the AIW Intense Championship. <laughs> and there might have something that happened in this match that, like I said, a lot of people have talked about. A lot of videos... I'll, I'll still say the, the Manders video is one of my favorites. <laughs> that nice uh, upper balcony point of view, him and uh, M-Dog's videos both. Yeah, I, I think we, we halfway did talk about this last week. 
I think we more than halfway talked about it. We most of the balcony almost died. Let's just put it like that. It was a typical Matt Justice and now Joshua Bishop match. Typical. I mean, what I'm saying typical as in like this, these kind of matches are what they've been doing. Do it for the brand. And it's a compliment. This is yeah. the, this is the standard they're doing. Maybe that's the better word to use. This is their standard. And then to- can't blame any of this on me. None of my <laughs> weapons were involved in this. No, you get a pass. Had on nothing this one, to kid. do with this stupidity. <laughs> Calm down. Calm down, Cornette. Calm down. <laughs> I was should, concerned afterwards. Should I say disco? Yeah. Um, and the disco. I didn't win a women's battle royal. There's nothing much more we could say about that spot, but it was wild. As there's that. nothing else that needs to be said about it. It was fantastic. If you mm-hmm. didn't like it, nah, fuck off. I don't know. And the two wrestled the next day. And the the fit. You know what my favorite thing is? The only thing I'll say about all the fucking dorks online. We're gonna handshake. Yeah, all that <laughs> shit is this. Three or four of them dumb fucks be like, oh yeah, and it probably wasn't even the finish. No asshole, it was the finish. Yeah, it was. It was the finish. And, oh, how do you even crawl over to him? Well, Wes Barkley actually dragged Josh over to him. His manager came out and pulled him. Because it was a good fucking wrestling match. So good. And what I meant by also, like, standard and, and what they've been doing lately is, like, the next week, the match will, I mean, the matches that'll be talked about next week on the podcast, just as much insanity. Just as much craziness and no balconies, but <laughs> well, still wild. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you go back a year or more, Matt's been jumping off a of tall shit. Oh, yeah. You know, this like is that, his old new thing to do. It's a natural progression. I love everything about it. These two, I would watch those two fucking wrestle again. Bring it on for Jaylet, bring it on for Absolution make it keep happening i i I realize at some point you're gonna reach the pinnacle but man they top the balcony they can find a way i'm sure they can off the top of the building fucking great it is just so fucking good so we've talked about that to death you already know that joshua bishop retained be a help from west barkley and like people who aren't involved in like, people who aren't wrestling fans saw that fucking video. Like, it was as viral as viral fucking gets mm-hmm. for indie wrestling. So. AIW's had a real good year for stuff like that. Yeah. And it's a it's one of the things where, like, if you were disappointed, wasn't there, I get it. But if you walked out of this show and were disappointed, what the fuck? Something wrong with you if you left the show disappointed. Yeah. Shit like that doesn't happen on every fucking indie show. This is not early 2000 CZW. Wait, like some of the numbers on these individual videos, that's the other thing. There are so many different angles of of this whole thing, whether it be on the floor, whether it be on the balcony, or whether it be right under the balcony where you only see them go through the tables. Those are some of the better ones, in my opinion. That's the best one where they just fall into the frame out of nowhere. At like 95 miles per hour. I think that dude's Twitter is like Lucha Max. Well, I was going through some of these numbers because I have some of the retweets up. Manders did, as of right now, 47.2 thousand 
AIW's official one, 116,000. The uh, at Lucha Max, at Lucha Max, he's got 28.8 thousand. And there's an M Dog one, too. Okay, his is at 114,000. So this got out there. You've. A lot of people. Tony Schiavone's dumbass talked about this. Yeah. This is a big deal. This is a huge fucking deal. And if you if you if you went to this show feeling like you didn't get what you paid for, man, I don't know what you want out of a wrestling show. And this show almost involved isn't even over yet. There's two more fucking matches, which is part of my transition of who got to follow this absolute insanity. Nick Gage follow up with more (laughs) Nick Gage and Eddie fucking Kingston. No bullshit. I turned to Rick Nelson at, like right after they had started taking Matt to the back, like right after he went past where we were. And I was like, good luck to whoever got to follow this shit. And they did. Yeah. So like I said, Kingston versus Gage. And um, Gage won via Caden. Uh, what was the finish? Do you not have the results pulled up? I do. <laughs> no, I do. What's it say? I'm, I'm just terrible at pronouncing words. What's it say? Seattle suplex? Sido. Sido. Suplex through a chair. Damn it, you were, su- ah! <laughs> you were supposed to just say it. No, what he did's way better. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, man, it's like to take a crowd that had just seen that kind of match and that kind of spot. Uh, and and the, this. It, it's such a hard spot. Like, whoever ended up with that spot on the card, that's, like, the most difficult spot on the whole fucking thing, I would think. To keep, to to follow something like that happening and keep people's interest. And it's later in the night, so usually, you know, crowd starts to get a little, you know, tired. Mm-hmm. The crowd was still on fucking fire for these guys. Yeah, it's not like the crowd was out of it at all. Yeah, this was the best AIW crowd I've been in in Ohio this year for sure uh russell rave had a pretty good crowd mm-hmm. uh but this was this was really good and i mean you can put those dots together uh, <laughs> two shows and bars um, i feel like russell rager well go to russell rave um different i would say different kind of crowd but then this one yeah for one it was smaller um for two it was it was it was a different crowd, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this crowd was this crowd was fucking great. Mm-hmm. The room was full. Yeah, the crowd was just ready to go. The fact that we had that balcony, we don't get that in many shows. But when you do, it one way or not another, seem like much. But that's gonna be a big thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not even like, just just for the spot like that Josh and Matt did. Just the feel. Yeah. Exactly. I've stated many times my favorite AIW main event and match was the main event from Absolution 10. And that crowd, like, was crazy, and it also had a fucking balcony. And if they could have... places with balconies. If they could have jumped off it, they would have. And I think it was supposed to be M-Dog. But the owners of that place were not fun. They... Well, and that's the other good thing about the Odeon, not to pull the curtain back too much, but the dude who's running it right now is a wrestling fan. Yeah. Which is all you can ask for, really. Right. And whether I don't think I mentioned this on the show, but I did remember asking Caden his opinion 
at least off mic, was that the Odeon also held Ring of Honor and not Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. House of Hardcore. Yes. The, the setup for that wasn't nearly as good as this. Yeah, and there was way more people. Like, House of Hardcore, you would have figured, would have drawn a lot. Granted, I went to the House of Hardcore in Philly. Different vibe. But you know what? Different vibe as in from Cleveland, but different. it was almost the same vibe as this show. The only difference was the Odeon doesn't necessarily have the same history that the ECW Arena did. Yeah, the ECW Arena is bigger, too. Yeah. Uh, so, I, man, the... That I don't know what went on with that House of Hardcore show in Cleveland. I went the day before that on that same tour in Pittsburgh, and that show had a bunch of people at it. And Cleveland's a way better fucking wrestling city than Pittsburgh, so maybe it wasn't fucking marketed well or something. But that was a cover ended show with IWC, I think. In Pittsburgh, yeah. I don't know something about that. Just those are always weird. Yeah, there were a lot of people at it in Pittsburgh though, a lot. So good for them. Yeah. Yeah. W put more people in a room than dreamer could ticket prices. Hmm. Oh, well, there's that man. I'm telling you, you get this. This card was crazy fucking stacked. This is man. This show was a fucking bargain, even with no Phoenix. Cause fuck that dude. Yeah. But this show was still a fucking bargain. I'll say this. The only reason I even went to a house of hardcore show in Philly wasn't anybody on that card. It was the fact that Shawn Michaels was there at the fan fest before it. But that's not a bad reason at all. I mean, it's not a bad reason, but there was nobody at that particular show that I was like, oh, I got I have to go to Philly to watch this House of Hardcore show. It was no, I have to go to Philly to go to this fan fest. And if I buy this ticket, it includes a House of Hardcore show. So you did get your ticket. All right. <laughs> Stop it. Um, Long running joke. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, any more we could say about Eddie Kingston and Nick fucking Gage? It was a really good match. Eddie Kingston's great. Both of them are great. <laughs> Gage is a better wrestler than people realize. Yes, he is. He's going to be remembered as a deathmatch guy, obviously. Well, but yeah. He's a very good wrestler, too. Yes, oh, he yeah. is. Speaking of, I, ver- let's say, speaking of very good wrestlers. After this, out came MJF and Big Twan Tucker. Oh, man. <laughs> Basically, MJF cut his typical promo, talking shit. He doesn't like us. He doesn't like anybody. Except, no, Cody Rhodes. He likes Cody Rhodes. I've heard him say that. Do you say something, Stacey? Uh, I started to. But basically, MJF cut his promo. And if I'm correct. Basically, yeah, he issued an open challenge. Love me some open challenges. And it was accepted by, you know, the one person that was booked for a match, but didn't have his match. So we have the first unofficial AEW match, MJF versus Pentagon. Ah, so Pentagon showed up. <laughs> Pentagon's been here before. Pentagon likes us. I will say I've this. Seen, I've seen him wrestle twice this year. Yeah. He, uh, he, he showed up to the show. Pentagon doesn't have long matches in AIW. No. His match versus Roe was very short, too. Let me give you the exact time on that. Hold on. A fun match. I'll never forget Pentagon coming out and then just waiting outside of the entrance for Roe. Roe comes out. They just started the match instantly. But this, I know, wasn't 
very long, but one of the more memorable things that needs to be talked about is the interaction between Pentagon and Bing Tuan Tucker. Like that's that to me is is what I'll remember from this match. Which that shit was real good. I'm hoping up until this past weekend, so for about a week, that was one of the biggest moments of Big Tuan's career. I hope the match at the Beer Bash catches on because I can't wait to talk about that fucking match. Yeah, Penna and Tuan was what made this match for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJF's a fantastic wrestler. I just, and you know, whatever's whatever. I don't dislike Pentagon, but I feel like he saves it for TV. Understandable. And I think the thing, too, with this match when it comes to MJF, I was looking more forward to him versus J-Pro. But, Which, that's another card change. Yeah. So fucking Phoenix doesn't show up. Granite gives us a fantastic opening match. But now you just robbed me of the match I wanted to see MJF versus J-Pro. And I get, I mean, MJF Pentagon. You get ah. to see that. What's that? So you still might get to see that at some point. Hopefully. But, yeah. That kind of just put a sad, bitter taste in my mouth. But Big Twan saved it. I think this is also getting... It helped give Big Twan more purpose. Like, Party Never Ends was fun, but what couldn't be used all the time. And just the ref ruined this. <laughs> just that ref. I don't even remember what happened. Dawson. I figured that. You said a ref ruined it, and everybody knew what you meant. Because I know... Clemens doesn't fuck up that much, and I haven't. I don't have a bad thing to say about Dunn. So Dunn's scary. Hope chokes slam you. We have <laughs> we have three refs for this show. Uh, two out. What? Yeah, got one. Ooh, I don't even remember. Yeah, refresh our memory, Caden. What happened? Juan hit him, and he just looked at him like, "What are you doing?" Uh, oh, instead of disqualifying him. Oh, there's no rules. Oh. oh, yeah, there are no fucking rules. But Tuan is not a small man. Yeah. Supposed to do Potato is a small man. Very small man. You can clock the big Tuan. He's going to fall down. Uh, yeah. He didn't sell it at all. He no-sold Tuan? Yep. Ah, uh, Potato. Yeah, fucking Potato. I wonder why people boo you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you better watch out. Zay did a fucking great job. He's going to take his spot, Falls it down the fucking middle, man. And people actually like him. Yeah, he's got fans. <laughs> and he doesn't sell merch or 8x10s, and he's not a carny. Oh, damn. I Savage. don't like Dave, I'm sorry. <laughs> and people hate the potato. I used to hate Clemens for a very long time, but that's... So there's a lot of people. That's that's in the past. referee Jake Clemens? You don't like Evolves Jake Clemens? <laughs> You love saying that. I mean, it's true, but it's still <laughs> the like the full title. Yeah, professional referee Jake Clemens. I, man, I don't. Jake Clemens good. is better than he used to be. Jake is a professional, and Tom Dunn is just scary. Tom's great. He will choke slam you, as I said. He sure will. Forty-six-year-old Tom Dunn. Oh man, how you gonna do that to the guy? Don't. Be calling his age out. I don't know his real age. I'm just calling out a number. Oh, well, even at that, then you're spreading misinformation. Look at you. In the age of misinformation, you're a guilty participant, Summers. It's actually just hope that I like hit on the right age. (laughs) I don't know if you did or not. That's the 
the biggest mystery. What his real age is. Supposedly one of the few people who knew, supposedly, was uh, Bickens. And he never said it. I mean, I think I have a pretty good idea, but people just hate on the potato, man. Lots of lots of potato hate out there. For good reasons. So, uh, Pentagon won after... He snapped all MJF's arm. Yep, he breaks MJF's arm. Oh, it was a good match. Fun little match, pretty quick. Yeah. Could it be said that it might have been worst match on the card? Not a knock at it, but you figure Not at all a knock. It was just... With everything that happened that day. Yeah, I would say that that is probably to say. Everything went smoothly. Us too. If we're saying that's the worst match on the card, is the the two highest profile guys on the card in it? Weird, right? Would we go that far? Who's high? I mean, who? I I the both of those guys are in AEW. Yeah. MJF's on being the elite. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I'd figure the only other biggest person on the card, not as relevant right now, but Hornswoggle. That's the only other yeah. only other bigger name. Granted, he's not in WWE. Well, he's not in WWE right now, but WWE likes randomly using him. Made appearances. Yeah. People are people are definitely familiar with him. Yeah. If they're if they've been a wrestling fan in the last 10, 15 years. So So you basically had two of the biggest people coming up in this match, but still like Tornswoggle's in that, but still like this match being the the worst match on the card. And it's like we've said, it's like it's not a knock. But if you were to rank all nine of these matches, this this might be the one coming in at number nine. Yeah, that's that's where I'm that's where I'm putting it, and it's weird to do so because and I'm a big fan of MJF. Like, I, as as far as heels go, he's so fucking good. Yeah, this match just kind of fell flat. This is just kind of like a quick do your thing. All right, go. Yeah. So that's uh that's just the end of that match. We already said MJF. Uh, Oh, it's just a Pentagon won by breaking MJF's arm. So next up, we had well, the main event of the evening. Which was actually kind of a death match. <laughs> it sure was. Mance Warner. I had a concussion from this match. Mance Warner versus Filthy Tom Lawler for the AIW Absolute Championship. For a second, I thought the Duke would be putting up his boot in this match, but unfortunately he didn't. Tom Lawler still hasn't gotten his proper shot at that boot. Who the fuck's going to get a shot at that boot? I was thinking earlier. Nobody. Kaplan. I want Kaplan. Have Duke him. has yet to defend the boot. Have him. I just want to see a whole show. Like a like a, a bar show. 305 uh, Live. It's just defending the boot. Just a, a Burly Boys Hoss thing. Man, that's... I would buy a ticket to it. Just a bunch of forearms. Fuck yeah. Didn't... No, I was about to say, didn't we have something like that? Because the... The Haas division is the the most uh, random division we have. It's almost as bad as the women's division now. But we've—I swear—we've gone a long time without like the the boot being defended many times. Like it's that. Oh yeah, by the way, we have this. Uh, we're gonna do it in a match. The end. Because it's not actually an official title. Yeah. What I can think of was that like Wrestle Rager two years ago. Yeah. It was defended after the hit. Mm-hmm. Warp Tour, maybe? Let me go check on this. Hold on. I thought because Singh won at Rager, which was a huge surprise because he hadn't been wrestling in AIW for a while. And then he lost it to the Duke in a scramble match 
at uh, Menor. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And he hasn't defended it since then. But, I mean, the Haas division, like, started at Turner's Hall. And, like, I forget, like, half the people that were in, like, one of the first matches. And it, it was just this thing. Actually, at first, I don't think it was a boot. I thought it was a little trophy. It was a mini boot, originally. Okay. It became a big boot, which Duke has not defended said big boot since December 15th, 2017. When he won. Yep. And he, he literally never defended it. Yeah, a whole Haas show would be fun. All about it. And there's so many, like... There's so many good dudes that are to bring in for it. There's a lot of guys locally and some guys on the on the regular roster. Like KT. Man, man, there's a there's so many good dudes that you could have on it. You could do like just a a one day one show Haas division tournament. Uh, and I think it would be really good. Speaking of the the owner of the gold boot, what happened at the beginning of this match? <laughs> He almost broke his ankles and neck and everything. And it was so good. It was like, right in front of me. The right, like, right in front of Stacy, like, actually, because I got the our Twitter feed up right after the result is Stacy's tweet. <laughs> she, I'm watching a loop. That's a, a gift for And, like, watching some of the people's reaction. It's n- oh, and his... Oh, that hurt. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about... He jumps down off the ring apron and lands on a box and like half falls backwards. Yep. He landed on like a, you know, a box full of deathmatchy stuff. It was real good. Good job, Duke. We always yell at you, but don't actually end up killing yourself on something like that. Yeah, man. I mean, it was funny because he didn't like, you know, really get hurt bad, but man. Then he got mad at the box. Yeah. (laughs) Brought the weapons out for the beginning of the match. Can confirm that barbed wire was not mine. You don't do too much with barbed wire. Eh. I said too I much. I don't. I said too much. There, I know there's been barbed wire before, but it's rare. Barbed wire lawn chairs. Which is my favorite. And then and poppers. People love those two things. Barbed wire rocking chair is the best. We did one. I know. It's hard to find the proper thing for these. I think the, the lawn chair is... It's fucking nuts as is, but you add the rocking chair to it. It's like, what the fuck? Hey, man. So, basically, Filthy Tom Lawler retained via ref stoppage. He was and- slamming Mance's face to a bunch of tacks, too. Oh, yes. oh, yeah, dude, there were so many good spots in that. This was not just, like, your average death match. Oh, no, not they at all. got really creative with some of these things. Yeah, and there were there were spots with the the staple gun. I like those. Mm-hmm. There's a cinder block, which was nice seeing that after how many years of not seeing one in AIW. Yeah, those always the, those cinder block spots always brutal. It's just it was as I said, it was just a nice creative death match. And the the ending with Duke was real good too. Mm-hmm. With with the rail and that that's what I was referring to. Chair shot is he brutal. got brained. Like, I'm watching it on loop right now, and it's just... I think I still have a video of that with sound. Yeah, my live photo caught that just just right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how it was done, because that just... Oh, it just looks like it hurt. There's, like, no way around it. Oh, you know, it sucks. No, that hurt. You got hit in the head with a chair real hard. Got hit in the head with a chair. It's not fun. It don't feel good. It ain't fake. It ain't a foam chair. 
and like those foam KTB fingers you can get mm. at the Boom, KTB the merch table. That. Steel chair, shit hurts. Pro wrestling. Does KTB paying you for this? Nah, man. But if somebody <laughs> makes good shit, I'm gonna fucking talk about it. Throw that blog out good. there. Fuck yeah. We ain't getting paid. I ain't getting paid for advertisements. I just talk about shit I like. I think it's fucking good merch. Put effort into your merch. We'll talk about it on this show. Uh, yeah, I will put over all kinds of good merch with no hesitation. Do we have any more to say about this match? It was brutal. You should watch it. Mm-hmm. I got hit in the head with a kendo stick. <laughs> I forgot about that. Just right in the side of the head. It. The part that I remember was... Like me and Michael, we were sitting next to each other. We th- like the way the kendo stick went first when it hit the the ring. We thought it was going to hit us. We're like, oh, okay, cool, cool, it stopped. And then the next thing you know, it gets goes flying right by us, like closer to you. It it wasn't as bad as catching a certain wrestler last year. <laughs> Still terrified. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it at Jaywood again this year, please. No, you probably don't listen to this. Don't do it. Yeah, the and- kendo stick still sucked. I mean, Mance and Tom are both like insane. Yeah, like I'm gonna be good. Like you put it in the the situation that it was in, and like I don't think Tom's done a lot of like deathmatchy stuff. I don't think he's done well. I can't say any because he did the dog collar thing, right? To have like the the kind of spots this had in it, it was it was cool to see. It was a fucking, in my opinion, great way to close out the show. I agree. Any more thoughts on this match? Just, it was real fun. Everyone needs to check this one out. Man's Warner's real good. This will be one. Oh, and I've got one thing to say. We got regular Man's Warner intro and not Duke Man's Warner intro, and that was real good. Yes, I forgot about this. Yeah, that's true. And most of the crowd is into it, too. They most of. Though I'm weird, I like the Duke's intro, too. But the fact that you talk about the night feeling special... That was like this added thing because I don't actually I'm not sure how many times he's come out to that AW. Not counting the uh, Jersey show. I think this is the only time. Because when he was in singles competition, didn't he have a different theme? Yep. Thought so. All right. Any uh, final thoughts on this show, Caden? It's the rap show. Your weapons. You should be able to put two and two together there. How about you, Stacy? Uh, I would say this show is my show of the year for AIW as of right now. Over the Jersey show. You know what? <sighs> yeah, I think so. That's I, saying something. I, man, the Jersey show is really good, too. I mean, it's like a 1A, 1B situation. It's not like... It's not like there's a huge difference. Right, right. Yeah, they're both fucking great shows. But, like, the hip-hop show is usually a good show. But this card was just, and I, even without having that asshole Phoenix, you know, not show up, like at somehow in ways I feel like it made it better. Aside from like you know being bummed for the uh, that they didn't get to have that match, I, I think the show benefited from it. I give the show I, if, if we're grading shows, this show gets a fucking A plus from me. Yeah, it's up there for one of my. I've seen a lot of wrestling this year. This is. A, one of my favorite shows. I don't know if just, I, I was going to throw out. I just don't know if I'd give it an A plus only because how rare I would throw that up. But it's at least an A. Yeah, like it's there's no doubt about it. It's so let me ask you a question. Okay. Ever 
in the entire how long have you been going to wrestling shows wrestling shows the whole or whole your whole like wrestling shows how long have you been going to wrestling shows mm. first official wrestling show was 94 first independent show was 2011 okay so a long fucking time right Caden, mm-hmm. you, you've been going for a majority of your life right for like 10 and a half years now yeah there you go long time too you don't see a perfect show that often and you don't see a spot the whole show around one spot a spot like what matt and josh did very fucking often i've seen i I get where you're coming from one other time in person the show was special it was a fucking really cool moment put around it was really fucking good it it gets an A plus from me, and I'll defend it. Did I completely understand where you're coming from with the spot such as that? I agree. That's I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong. I think, I'm just saying for me, it's a minimum at least an A. Yeah, it's hard for me to say A plus, but that's just me. But I, I'll also say like, yeah, that's contendership for match. I mean, uh, show of the year. It might be. I between- think this show is always a contender for show of the year. True. And figure, there's still a whole lot of year left. Mm-hmm. And AIW like, seems to just... Absolution, How on Earth. There hasn't seemed to be a lot of fall-off in the quality of these shows. Like, shit just keeps staying consistently crazy. Good. Really good year for indie wrestling in Cleveland. Any final thoughts or last-minute plugs before we go? Caden? Uh, the usual. The, at KVR216 on... Any social media that you care to follow me on, if you find me interesting enough to do so. Stacy. By the time this is available to listen to, episode of Super Fantastic Podcast, uh, this episode is Young Ed from Pod Van Dam, and you might sort of find out what his deal is. So, listen, please. What is his deal? And there's, there's, there's a lot. There's layers. Um, but I, I don't think I answer the question, but I think you get a, a, at least a little bit better idea of what his deal is. The, uh, other stuff coming up real soon right after that. But yeah, out on uh, Thursday, today. And of course you could find myself at heavy set three, three zero on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email. If you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Please rate, review, and subscribe or ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. Check out our other podcast friends on the Training Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcasting friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, Road Home from Wrestling. Kick Out of Two, The IndieCast, Center Stage, So Bros Network, US, UXWA Today, Big Gold Belt Podcast, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Spotlight Series, and I Got Your Five Stars. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, Set Tab Photo, Powerslam.tv, Use Wrestling Shares, All One Word, and Get Your First Month Free, Ringside Shots Photography, Sickening Pictures, Wrestle Void, Key on Sports, Stay Tough, Midwest Territory, 
Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Even if you, quote, wrestled for a hot dog and a handshake and 20 bucks later. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Would you like you get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.